Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. We've turned the calendar page and there are many things happening in the month of September. We're going to be hearing today from AARP on what the Inflation Reduction Act will mean for seniors. We're also going to get updates on affordable housing and blight in our area, plus a fellow who's helping out in Ukraine. Also later this month, We're going to conquer the mountain with the Mountaintop Rotary and fall in love with giving to benefit the NEPA Youth Shelter. Starting us off, though, it's John Davis, and he tells us it's all about the kids. Valley with a Heart has been helping Luzerne County communities for 21 years, caring for their seriously ill children. And this Labor Day weekend, they are having their big fundraiser. John has the details. Where and when? Labor Day Sunday, uh, Valley with the Heart Benefits. We've been doing this since 2001. Uh, it's become an annual event, and it's it's just grown so much over the years. And we uh, we typically see a couple thousand people come through the gates each year. And the reason we do this, and this is, you know, we, we talk about the ride and we talk about the party and everybody knows all about that. Gates open at 7 a.m. for registration and breakfast and the ride leaves at 11 o'clock. Uh, the entertainment starts at 1230 in the afternoon and uh, it goes right through till about 10 o'clock when we have a fireworks display, uh, all sorts of vendors and there's kids activities and plenty of food, plenty of ice cold beer. A t- kind of a bazaar type of event, uh, similar to a, a church bazaar or fire company bazaar. But what I want to really talk about is the kids, because I, I don't think we talk about that enough. Every penny that we raise, this is a 100% volunteer organization. Nobody takes home a paycheck from this. And every penny that we raise helps seriously ill children right here in Luzerne County. I had the occasion this past weekend to meet a 12-year-old boy from, from here in Luzerne County who has an arachnoid cyst on his brain. He has undergone two brain surgeries in the last couple of months, and he was, he was up. He was walking around. I actually met them at, at uh, Walgreens in Kingston, and he was up, and he was walking around, and he was cracking jokes, and he was just – I was absolutely amazed that this kid – has been through what he's been through these last few months. And, uh, you know, mom and dad have had to take time away from work. Uh, they've chewed up vacation time. They've chewed up personal days. And, and you know, money's starting to get tight. Um, you know, and they're in the same boat the rest of us are with, with gas prices as they are and inflation, you know, as it is. And uh, those are the kind of families that we're here to help. We, we do what we can to, uh, to help them with, with travel expenses. Uh, most times with these serious illnesses, these families have to travel out of the area for treatments. And uh, that's what we're here to help them with, is, is to make sure that they're keeping their heads above water. Again, we've been doing it for 21 years, and we're going to continue to do it. 21 years ago, 
What sparked the very first Valley with a Heart benefits? Most good stories start with these couple of guys were in a bar. And uh, <laughs> it's true. There was a handful of guys in a bar. And one of the fellows that was there, uh, his niece was 12 years old at the time. And she was a cancer patient. The family was struggling. And the guys all, all sitting around us, you know, we need to do something to help these, uh, help these folks out. And they put together what became the first Valley with a Heart benefit uh, in on Labor Day weekend of, of 2001. And it became just more successful than, than they ever imagined it could have been. And this young lady's name was Elise Harrison. And uh, she kept the diary. And she wrote, she was there helping out and pitching in as best she could on that day. And when she got home that evening, she wrote a passage in her diary that uh, we actually have uh, on our website. You can see that that entry from her diary on her website at valleywithaheart.com. I can't read it without getting choked up. And she explained what that day meant to her and all these people coming up to, to support me and, and help my family. And, and that's kind of what spurred us on to keep doing this. And we decided to make it an annual event. We didn't in our wildest dreams and we never imagined that this would grow to the institution basically that it's become uh, in Luzerne County. It mentions on the flyer that you have and on your, which is on your website, Paige and Jocelyn. Who are they? Paige is four years old. Uh, Jocelyn, I believe, is seven. And um, they're both residents of Luzerne County. And they each have their own situations uh, with some serious health issues. Paige, I know her background's uh, considerably more. She has a uh, a condition that she has, on average, her mother told me about eight seizures every month. Um, she is four years old. She does not speak. Uh, she cannot stand on her own. She cannot sit on her own. Uh, she can't walk. This is a four-year-old little girl. And um, actually, if you pay attention to our Facebook page, which is Value of the Heart Benefits VWHB on Facebook, I'm going to be putting up some, uh, some background stories on both of these girls uh, in the next week or so. And uh, the one on page will be published probably in the next couple of days. But uh, absolutely beautiful little girl. And the family is doing everything they can to, to get her treated and get her well. And uh, we're doing what we can to help them out. And it's not only, though, for Paige and Jocelyn, this, this <laughs> event that's, that's coming up. You, how, how do you do that then, John? How do you get others involved? How do you, get, how do you find out about the kids and the families that need help? Paul, I'm so glad you asked me that question because it's something we don't talk about enough. With HIPAA laws being what they are, we can't get a phone call from a doctor or a hospital or a nurse to say, hey, I've got this family, you know, the Smith family from Wilkesbury, and they have this little boy, and they can't do that because of HIPAA laws. So the families have to find us. So we will make sure that every doctor, every nurse, every pharmacist, anybody in the medical field that we run into, we make sure and hand them a couple of business cards. Look, if you have a family in this kind of situation, give them our information. 
let them know we're here. Let them know we're here to help because as, as long as we've been doing this and as much publicity as, as we get, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of folks out there that don't know who we are and what we do. A lot of times it'll be a, a referral from, you know, another family member or a friend or, hey, are you familiar with Value of the Heart? Like, they're, they're here to help you. So, yes, absolutely. It, it, something that I can't stress enough for your listeners is if you know someone in this kind of situation in Luzerne County with a child under the age of 18 and there's a serious illness of some sort and these families are struggling, please refer them to us or give us a call and refer us to them. Uh, we'll be happy to talk to them. All of our information is on both our website. Again, that's valleywithaheart.com. The information is on our Facebook page at Valley with the Heart Benefits, VWHB on Facebook. And the information is there. But uh, that's one of the toughest jobs that we have is finding families to help because of HIPAA laws. I can understand that. And when the help does come, John, in what form does that help come? Okay, well, once we get in contact with a family, there is an application. It does need to be signed by, by the physician. Uh, that's treating the child, uh, you know, you, you can't be too careful. And one thing I'll stress, we do not just hand cash to people. We will give people gas cards, prepaid gas cards, if they need help with travel expenses. Uh, we have helped people with rent. We have helped people with utility bills. We have helped people pay for medications uh, that weren't covered by insurance and things like that. Uh, one family I remember from a few years ago, a uh, little boy had a condition called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Please don't ask me how I remember that, but I always remember that condition. They had to, uh, kind of like a diabetic with the, with the finger sticks, with the test strips. And the test strips were about $600 a month. And they were struggling to pay for those. Uh, we found a place where we could buy those wholesale and we were able to purchase a six month supply of those test strips for these folks and give them to them. So everybody's needs are different. Uh, some folks need a little bit of help. Some folks need a little more help. And, and we do what we can in each case. Anybody who lives in Luzerne County and has a child under the age of 18, you're looking for them in order to reach out to you. And you said there's an application that has to be signed by a physician. At this point, do you think you're making inroads with physicians and with other people because they must see your application come across their desk? Oh, yes, absolutely. We definitely have a much better uh, response, I guess I should say, as compared to years ago. You know, the, the healthcare professionals know we're out there. Uh, they get the word out to these families. You know, and a lot of families, I'll be honest with you, Paul, a lot of families are just, just too darn proud to ask for help. But maybe a grandmother will step in, maybe an aunt or an uncle will step in and they'll make us aware of it and we reach out to them and, hey, we're here, what can we do for you? But yes, uh, response has grown, uh, just like the success of the event it, itself has grown over the years, so has the response uh, from families in need. So it's, it's, it's enabled us to, uh, to help a lot of families over the years. And of course, the big event is what helps all of these families because you're there, you're raising money. And we talked about the kids and I think there are probably a lot of people saying, yeah, I want to be able to help. So now, John, we want to know where this is, when this is. Give us all the details. Now we'll talk about the fun stuff. So it's a Labor Day Sunday. It is at the St. Costino Grove in uh, the Shaytown section of Nanakoke. 
gates open at eight o'clock in the morning uh, for registration for the ride and breakfast. Uh, we have actually an acoustic duo that will start playing at 10 a.m. And then the ride leaves at 11 o'clock. They are out on the road for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. The first band in the afternoon starts at 1230. We've got, I believe, 13 bands playing that afternoon on two stages. The music goes nonstop all afternoon right into the evening. And then we wrap it all up with a fireworks display at 10 o'clock. There are kids activities. There are, there are vendors. There's a ton of food. You know, the cold beer will be flowing all afternoon. Um, so there's, there's literally something for everybody. And I believe you also have some sponsors that are helping you out. Would you like to give them a shout out? Absolutely. Uh, we have, I mean, we have so many sponsors, but our, our corporate level sponsors, um, we have the Yalik Insurance Company from Mountaintop. We have Riley Plating is a corporate sponsor. We have Arbonne and Grill in Nanticoke. We have One Stop Auto Service in Nanticoke. Joe Dan Motors from up in Lackawanna County uh, is also a, a corporate sponsor. And we also have uh, Holiday Trucking, who has been a, a sponsor for us for, for many years. And Skyshore Displays with the fireworks display at the end of the evening. Those guys are awesome. Well, it sounds, again, like it's if it's going for 21 years, John, I think you're doing something right. 21 years, and we've only ever had bad weather twice that I can think of. So apparently apparently, the good Lord's smiling on what we're doing. And one COVID, but hey, who's counting? As far as admission is concerned, um, and when you're talking about the ride, we're talking motorcycles. And th- so that's, that's a little bit different than just general admission? Yes. Uh, the ride is limited to motorcycles. Uh, we don't allow cars in there. It just gets entirely too confusing when you start mixing, you know, cars and trucks in. So the admission is $15 for the rider, $10 for a passenger. If you don't have a motorcycle and you're not into the motorcycle thing, that's fine. You can show up for the afternoon's festivities. General admission is five bucks. And again, this is all about kids. So kids 12 and under are free. Anything else, John, that we may have not touched on that you want to make sure our listeners know about? Well, again, 21 years and it's become a great event. If you've never been there, you got to come out and see what it's all about. We have a real good time and you'll see old friends, you'll make new friends. And uh, the weather's always good for us. And we're just trying to raise money and help a lot of sick kids. And that's what we do. Thanks again to John Davis and a reminder, it's happening Labor Day Sunday, 8 a.m. till 11 p.m. And that's at St. Faustina Grove. Next on Special Edition, more all about the kids for the NEPA Youth Shelter. And we're going to conquer the mountain. Don't go away. Welcome back to Special Edition. We're going to find out how to conquer the mountain. Michelle Riley will be joining us, but first, it's time to fall in love with giving. The gala to benefit the Northeast Pennsylvania Youth Shelter is coming up this month. Danielle Weinshank has the details and the ticket deadline is quickly approaching. Danielle, you're back with us and you have something else that you are very passionate about. We know we've talked to you so many times about veterans. This time it's a youth shelter. Can you tell us what it's all about? 
Absolutely. And thank you again, Paula, for having me and for supporting so many different causes across Northeastern Pennsylvania. So today I'm talking on behalf of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Youth Shelter, which is located in Scranton. And the shelter provides quality emergency shelter and related services to unaccompanied youth ages 14 through high school graduation from all over Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, We provide essentials such as food, clothing, and bathrooms, as well as some really important services like educational support, counseling, family reunification, and even preparation for independent living. We're passionate about social justice and advocacy, so we are welcoming to youth from all backgrounds and serve as a safe space for the LGBTQ community. We also have a rapid rehousing program for children who have reached the age of 18 so that we can try to get them into normal society and, you know, help them get on their feet. And is this also part of the after-school drop-off center as well? That is yet another one of the programs that we have. Um, you know, unaccompanied youth and can come in after school. Um, we'll be opening up in early September and they'll be able to come by for homework help, um, all the different services that I've already talked about, as well as um, meals, a warm place to stay and a lot of different awesome things that we have at the shelter just to give them somewhere to have a home base and really, you know, spread their wings. And you're talking about the gala that's coming up. Can you give us the details on that? It sounds like it's going to be quite the event. It is. It's our biggest fundraising event of the year, our second annual gala. And the theme this year is Fall in Love with Giving. It will take place on Thursday, September 29th at 5 p.m. at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. And what is going to happen for people who do attend this? Well, it's going to be even better than our first gala, which we held during COVID last year. So this year, we're really looking forward to having as many of your listeners as possible for a delicious sit-down meal. We'll have guest speakers and even a silent auction to win some fantastic prizes. We hope that the community will come out, learn about our mission, and help us make Northeastern Pennsylvania a better place for these youth. And one of the things is I'm visiting NEPAYouthShelter.org, and I see that you're going to, you have shopping on your site. What's that all about? Well, there's a number of different items that people who are interested in supporting the shelter can purchase. Um, Everything from t-shirts to, you know, a variety of little tchotchkes, um, and all of that helps us execute our mission. Again, when we're talking about the mission and you were mentioning the the rapid rehousing program, it's been in existence for how long? Uh, It's been in existence for just about two years now, I believe. And really, that's a one-year program designed to help people who are aged out of, you know, the the system, for lack of a better term, who are homeless. Um, they have to apply. They have to be interviewed. And really, it's just a way for them to, to get on their feet. We, we hear so much about people who, who just need that one little boost to get their life started and, and turned in the right direction. And that's really what we try to do, even though they've aged out of the, the normal services that we offer. And speaking of those services, there are quite... an array of different services besides just the basics of food, clothing, and and shelter. Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, there's like homework help. So the teens can come by and and get help with with making sure that they're getting their schoolwork done. Um, There's counseling available. Um, I don't know who can't benefit from counseling, but particularly, you know, some of our clients can can use that. Um, Also, family reunification, helping trying to address through that counseling those family issues that may have led to the situation that they were in. 
and and most important preparation for adulthood, right? Not everyone has parents who who are preparing them for life um, in the outside world, and and whether it's bringing in financial experts to teach them how to balance a checkbook and open a bank account, um, to an array of other services, we want to be a safe place where they can learn and grow and hopefully leave better than they came in. Danielle, it sounds like there's just so much there to offer that people should learn more about it and be able to also get involved in the upcoming gala. So if you wouldn't mind, give us those details one more time of where and when and ticket information and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So the listenership you have is welcome to join us for our second annual Fall in Love with Giving Gala on Thursday, September 29th at 5 p.m. It will be held at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. Tickets are $85 each and it includes a delicious meal, guest speakers, um, a silent auction. All of that information and tickets can be purchased through our website, which is www. NEPAYouthShelter.org. And I want to point out that if you can't make it to the gala, you can still get involved with our mission. We always need volunteers and donations, particularly for our teen center. So there's just a list of common items on our website that people can look at and, and identify what they'd like to donate. But things as simple as prepackaged snacks, bottled drinks, personal care products, even things like cleaning and laundry supplies are absolutely in high demand for our clients and truly can change somebody's life if they have access to them. So I encourage everyone to go to our website, consider donating something, and you can always volunteer with us as well. The shelter is 541 Wyoming Ave in Scranton. So um, you can you know give us a call and come down and drop off your donations or, or help us out. And again, those tickets, they're not available at the door, correct? Correct. Uh, we're looking for everyone to buy their tickets in RSVP by September 10th so that we can give the Radisson staff all the time they need to create that delicious menu and uh, give us a, a really special, wonderful night. Danielle, anything that you'd like to make sure that our listeners know that we may have not talked about? Just one last time, uh, if you can't make it to the gala, please consider volunteering or donating to us. Um, this is a cause I think we can all rally behind and I cannot emphasize enough just how much the donations and the help that our clients receive really transforms their life. And if you can think back to a moment in your life when you needed help um, and be inspired by that, I, I can't think of a better way to make Northeastern Pennsylvania a better place. Thanks, Danielle. And once again, the Fall in Love with Giving Gala to benefit the Northeast Pennsylvania Youth Shelter is Thursday, September 29th at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. The ticket sales will end on September 10th. Get yours at nepayouthshelter.org. Now it's time to conquer the mountain. Michelle Riley with the Mountaintop Rotary is here to give us details on their event Saturday, September 24th. Michelle Riley's here, and I know if I'm talking with Michelle Riley, it means that something exciting is coming up. What do you have for us this time? Hi, Paula. How about this? Conquer the Mountain is back, our Rotary Club's annual 5K Run Walk event. How about that? That is going to be exciting. Now, first of all, tell us what Rotary Club and where you're located. So it is the Rotary Club of Mountaintop, and we are doing it once again at the same location at the Wright Township Municipal Park here in Mountaintop, very conveniently located right off of Route 309. It will be September 24th this year, a little bit earlier then. So we'll have some nice weather left, I, I believe, rather than doing it in October. 
So it should be really great. Open to adults and kids. The adults will be $25. Anyone 17 years old and younger would be $20. And we're also going to add this year, as we did last year, a one-mile fun walk for everybody. That one is nice and level. There's no hills. The Conquer the Mountain's a little hilly, but the fun walk is just level and and nice. And that's a nice thing to do uh, if you don't want to do the whole 5K. (laughs) Give us some of the background because you said it's back now. So where did it get its start? When did it get its start? And I'm guessing that probably COVID had something to do with it not being around for at least a year. That would be correct. We did have to take a time off for COVID, but we started about, I think it was seven years ago, actually, or this is the seventh annual one taking off a year for COVID. You know, it's just another fundraiser to put money back into the community. This year, proceeds are going to Pathways to Recovery. One of the wonderful things they do is a program going into the classroom, you know, prevention with drugs, alcohol, suicide, all, all of those things that need to be addressed and, and get across, get the message across to these kids who are so vulnerable to all these things. So Pathways to Recovery proceeds are going there this year. We're very excited to uh, keep them afloat going in, into the schools. So that's a good thing. When we're talking about this whole event, we'll just take a pause because I want everyone to know you started telling us about what this is going toward, but the Mountaintop Rotary does so many different things. Give us some of the examples of other people who have benefited from what you have done in the past. Gosh, there's so many. You know, we really do make a great contribution in in different ways, but one of the ones we're so proud of is we run the farmer's market here every Sunday from June uh, right through the fall at the Crestwood High School, and we are able to provide a large check, sizable check, to the food pantry here in Mountaintop at the end of the year from that. From the train, you were on the train with us this year. We were so grateful to have you be part of the train excursion. Love it, we love are, it. Uh, one of the checks that we're writing out, we just got you know the proceeds back from that actually from the train company, and we're writing a large check out to the Mountaintop Hose Company, number one here in Mountaintop. They uh, allowed us to have the parking at their property up there at the Hose Company, and of course their volunteers helped us with assisted with the parking, so we're grateful for that. Again, as much as we can spread it out, we do throughout the Mountaintop and surrounding communities as well as the schools. We've done the backpack food programs for the schools to feed the kids on these long weekends or holiday weekends when we know they're not going to have very much food at home. That program is amazing. We've provided books and dictionaries for the students in the elementary schools. I could go on and on. So it's just a fun thing that the Rotary Club of Mountaintop does. And one of the other things I'm going to slide right in here is when you were speaking about the train, I know I've had many people say, What's that caboose doing here on Route 309? So, Michelle, (laughs) what's that caboose doing there on Route 309? Oh, our lovely, wonderful Mountaintop Historical Society has totally taken over that. They were so excited to obtain that land and put the caboose there. But it's just a part of the history here in Mountaintop. Uh, trains were very popular back here in the day in Mountaintop, and they kind of want to, the historical society just wants to kind of show off what it was really like back in the day in the origin, when Mountaintop originated, and that's part of it. All right, let's get back to what you have coming up later in the month of September. And first of all, you're talking about the mountain. So where is the route going to be for this run? Well, we start off at the top of Wright Township Municipal Park downhill all the way down to South Main Road, goes down South Main Road, and then we weave in and out of 
Deerfield Acres, a, a little bit of a development there. Um, the traffic, of course, will be stopped for this event. The road will be closed. And then when you go through the development, you head back up towards Wright Township Park. But then it's uphill to the finish line. Uphill. you got to conquer that last hill to get to the finish line. It will be timed by second wind timing. And I have a few ways that you can register or go to or go to NEPA Run, also www.racemenu.com. Also, our Facebook page, Rotary Club of Mountaintop, we do have registration forms there with a QR code. And lastly, if you want to get it in the mail today, you can send a check to the Rotary Club of Mountaintop's P.O. Box 244, Mountaintop, Pennsylvania, 18707. And Michelle, now since we know that this is coming up and you are going to be taking reservations and registration on the day of the event, right? We absolutely are. You can register that morning as well. We're going to open up the registrations at 8.30 in the morning. There will also be basket raffles for everyone. We're going to have bananas and apples and drinks for the runners, all the participants. It'll be lovely. All right. Well, then you issued the invitation give them the information and to get them up there so that they can run the mountain. Absolutely. The 5k annual conquer the mountain 2022 taking place September 24th. The walk will start at 9 45 AM. The runners will then follow at 10 AM. Also want a quick thank you to our sponsors, platinum sponsors. Again, Lehigh Valley Health Network and the American Lung Association, some gold gold and silver sponsors, Screen Printing USA, Simply Desserts, Cross Valley Credit Union. Thank you all for helping us out and sponsoring this year. We're so grateful. Thanks, Michelle. And again, Conquer the Mountain is coming up on Saturday, September 24th at Wright Township Park in Mountaintop. There's a 5K run and a fun walk that will be taking place. You can find out more by going to the Mountaintop Rotary Facebook page, or you can also go to racemenu.com. Next on Special Edition, we'll find out what's being done to address affordable housing and blight in our area and get an update on a local man who's in Ukraine helping out. We'll also find out what the Inflation Reduction Act will mean for seniors. Next on Special Edition. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Next on Special Edition, Greg Griffin joins us with updates on what's being done to address affordable housing and blight in our area and how his brother Dan is doing helping out in Ukraine. Greg, welcome. Nice to have you here. And one of the things that you have been involved with is this issue of affordable housing. Can you give us a little bit of the background and exactly what you're finding out about our area? Yes, Paula. The lack of affordable housing has reached epidemic proportions in Luzerne County. And we see that from the ground as our Citizens Blight Committee visits neighborhoods doing cleanups. And actually, we're in senior citizens' basements doing spot insulation during the winter. And uh, we're hearing reports from 
so many people that the, the rents have increased to $1,200 to $1,400 for half a double. It's just a terrible thing for working families. And there's a shortage of mid-priced, energy-efficient homes for them to even purchase. I mean, they really can't afford the 1200 a month, but it's that or eviction. But they could easily afford a mortgage. If they're able to afford 1200 a mortgage would be half of that. We're working with several government entities and private sector right now, and we're trying to address this terrible problem of working families facing eviction, not even being able to find a place to house their families. Who have you been working with and what have you been finding out that might be able to be a benefit to our area? We've been working exclusively with Andy Riley with the Luzerne County Redevelopment Authority and the Luzerne County Housing Authority and also the Earth Conservancy with Terry Ostrowski. And of course, I've been speaking uh, quite often. I I think they're tired of hearing from me as Luzerne County Council uh, about the problem in we are allowed to use American Rescue Plan money for affordable housing. And so we're trying to use some of the $96 million that's still left in the Luzerne County Bank from Washington to start building homes on reclaimed mine lands that are very safe to build on and utility ready. So Andy Riley is forming a task force of parties that are going to meet and address this, this terrible issue of mothers and fathers not able to provide a roof for their kids' heads. That's a lot to take in because, like you said, it is actually happening here in our area, and sometimes people don't even realize that. What would be the next step in order to be able to make this a reality? The next step is to actually meet with this task force of concerned individuals, private sector, government officials, and citizens, and set up an agenda, whereas we say, okay, we're going to draw a line in the sand and we're going to apply for uh, Luzerne County ARP money, state money, and federal money that's there for mid-priced housing that are, that's energy efficient. So we're going to draw a line in the sand with this task force that's going to be meeting, I hope, soon, as Andy Riley can put it all together. We have 150 acres on Avondale Hill that Terry Ostrowski said Earth Conservancy has ready. And you could put a lot of mid-priced homes on 150 acres. He's excited about it. There have been homes built on Earth Conservancy land, but not to the degree of we're looking at hundreds of homes that are needed. It would create an economic boom that might not even be conceivable by just building these homes. They're going to be paying taxes, the construction jobs, and the service jobs thereafter. Everything points to the fact that this is doable if we can just get the initiative going. That's what happens when you were getting involved in getting the Blight Committee together. Can you give us an update on that group as well? For sure. Uh, Well, every Saturday we do a cleanup. We just cooperated uh, with Mayor Brown's uh, block captains program uh, last weekend, and we met the block captain, uh, Stan Murren, and uh, we did three blocks, a circle. So we're working very closely to help Mayor Brown's block captains program be a success. He has 22 block captains that have stepped forward. And they get shirts and hats and uh, they're trying to save their neighborhoods from blight. When you have litter outside your house or in your, your park down the street, it has to be cleaned up because it'll only accumulate. And one of the things that you're finding out is this isn't just an our area problem. This has gotten the attention of the state. 
Yes, Colleen Conley is an official with the DEP, Department of Environmental Protection, and the state is trying to do a larger initiative on addressing litter. And they're going to be meeting with our crew at a location and film us. The state's drawing a line in the sand and saying, we have to get these interstates and, and county roads and streams and creeks and uh, rivers cleaned of tires and appliances. We have to clean up our, our Pennsylvania or no one will even want to come here to visit. Have you heard exactly what they might be trying to spearhead or start that would come into our area as well? Well, there's going to be funding available. Our little blight committee of, of concerned citizens every Saturday, we've had a lot of help from PennDOT with bags. Lima Valley Sanitary Authority has, has contributed a lot of heavy-duty bags and litter pickers. And so there's going to be more of that. What we're trying to do is get Luzerne County Council to the table to appoint a county litter coordinator. There is no one on Luzerne County government uh, or any of their departments that actually is in charge of litter. We're trying to get a litter coordinator appointed, and Colleen likes that idea. With maybe funding from the state, uh, we can hire a litter coordinator, and that litter coordinator is going to be responsible for coordinating all the plague teams and, and getting more citizens out there, but supplying the bags, the gloves, and also the county is going to come and pick up the bags of trash. That litter coordinator is going to be responsible for cleaner Luzerne County, and we'll be working with that person. And speaking of working with, any way that people can get in touch with you and say, Okay, we've heard you talk about this now, Greg. We want to bring something like that to our neighborhood. Absolutely. We will come uh, with our equipment to anyone that wants to volunteer. And actually, we, we suggest that those people wanting to volunteer pick their neighborhood or an area that's bothering them, uh, a highway that's just very clogged with litter. And we'll show up with these new volunteers and we'll get them started. And we'll show them the system we have with the trash cans, the bags, the pickers, and how to remove the bags of trash. We can't handle any more people at our cleanups. We have like seven or eight people every Saturday. What we want to do is work with the people who want to volunteer in their areas. And so it spreads. And a good idea. And last but not least, how is your brother Danny doing in the Ukraine? Well, Danny, uh, he was researching uh, with this Ukrainian situation, which is terrible, what those people are going through. And he volunteered with the Volunteers for Ukraine. And they, they actually said, okay, you're on. Can you give us a month? And Danny, he's given them a month. He's in the third week. He's over there driving an ambulance and also transporting people from the battle-scarred areas in Ukraine to safe areas in, in Krakow, Poland. And Danny, they also worked on repairing an aid station with concrete and, uh, and construction materials and, and actually making it winter ready. Danny should be home uh, in a couple of weeks. His month is almost up. It's quite experience because a month in that war zone is, is absolutely like a year here or more. So he's going to do his commitment and uh, he may even have to buy his own way home on his plane ticket. He had to pay for his plane ticket to get there. He's dedicated. He bought onto this. So he's doing his commitment and uh, it's going to be quite a story. If you will. Pass along, of course, our best wishes for him that he continues on a safe journey and a safe journey home as well. And hopefully when he gets back, he'll be able to give us an update and we'll be able to let everyone know exactly what it was like over there. So before I let you go, Greg, is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you would like to let us know? Well, we also have a mother's opioid committee, and this is a terrible thing in Luzerne County because we're third out of 67 counties, third out of 67 counties for young people dying from fentanyl. 
So besides the litter or the lack of affordable housing, we also have our young people dying at a record level last year. 208 died. And we've had a 1,000 die in the last five years from fentanyl overdoses. And our law enforcement officers are doing a, a, a good job, but they're overwhelmed. They don't have a solution right now. We're working with District Attorney Sandolci to visit the schools. Now, there hasn't been a task force that visited any schools in three years to tell the kids how bad fentanyl is. So uh, it's up to the DA now. He's going to organize a team. And there's so many schools in Luzerne County, it's overwhelming. I saw the list of them. Uh, But the kids have to be told by a team of people, professionals, don't mess with this fentanyl pills or Percocet. They're all laced with fentanyl. Paul, it's, it's actually incredible the challenges Luzerne County is facing. We'll have to have you back, Greg, and you can give us updates on all of these things in the very near future. Paula, thank you. It's so great to talk, and the people are just so great listening to you. And uh, it's a way for people to become informed because uh, people have to realize we don't just talk about problems. We talk about solutions, too. Thanks again to Greg Griffin for joining us with all those updates. Now, Bill Sweeney, AARP's Senior Vice President of Government Affairs, is here to explain what the Inflation Reduction Act will mean for seniors. Bill, always like to find out what's going on in the world, and we turn to AARP in order to do that. And now we're talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. How is that going to help older Americans? Well, there's a couple of ways that it's going to help older people. The first is, um, finally, after decades of fighting, ARP is so happy to see that finally Medicare will be allowed to negotiate for lower drug prices. Uh, this is common sense policy. It's what folks like Sam's Club or Costco do to keep prices down for their members. And yet for decades, uh, Medicare, with 48 million members, hasn't been allowed to negotiate for better prices. So that's going to start to change because of this new law, and that is a very big deal. The drug companies have been raising prices for years faster than the rate of inflation, and so one of the things that's going to start right away because of this law is a penalty for drug companies that do that. So if the price of a drug raises, you know, goes up three percentage points higher than inflation, they're going to have to pay that 3% back to the government. So that's going to really put some pressure on the companies to keep those prices down and to stop those. Uh, price increases over the course of years. And then finally, I think one of the biggest things that is going to really put money in people's pockets, the new out-of-pocket cap for seniors on Medicare prescription drug plans. And there are 2.2 million folks like that in Pennsylvania who are going to have peace of mind now that their drug prices more won't cost more than $2,000 out-of-pocket. And that means that if you get diagnosed with cancer or something that the drugs are going to cost ten or $15,000 a year, you know that you're not going to have to pay more than 2000 So, so many people have been having, you know, have had to face the, the choice of do they do the treatment for their cancer or do they go bankrupt? And they won't have to make those choices anymore. Let's talk about the timeline on this. So this has just been signed into law and we're working out all the details. Is there one or another that's going to be happening? Because from what I'm hearing, it's actually going to take a little while for it to all get in place. It will. It's going to take a few years to get everything in place, but there's a couple of uh, items that are going to start right away. That inflation policy that I mentioned where they're going to get penalized if they raise their prices faster than inflation, that starts right away. So that that's in effect now. So they'll have to pay those penalties next year if they raise their prices. In addition, starting in January of next year, uh, people who are on Medicare will be able to get vaccines for free. The shingles vaccine can cost 
uh, $300 a shot. And so that's going to be a great example of, of people saving money right away. And then finally, starting in January, people in Medicare drug plans who take insulin to control diabetes, they are not going to pay more than $35 a month for their insulin. So those are some, some things that go into effect right away. The next thing that happens is that out-of-pocket cap of $2,000, that'll take effect in 2025. And then the lower prices that people are going to see from Medicare negotiating drug prices, those kick in in 2026. So over the next uh, three years after this bill passes, we're going to see those things rolling out. But um, but it, the help can't come soon enough. For Absolutely. And one of the big items that you mentioned was insulin. And that is going to be a major, major thing to happen for folks if it's only going to cost them $35 a month. Because again, that's something that is life necessary for many people. It absolutely is. People need insulin to live. This isn't something that, you know, you elect to take. Um, And it's also really outrageous because insulin's been around for more than 100 years. And so the fact that these these insulin injections are costing, you know, hundreds of dollars for people, it's really just outrageous. So this this is a really uh, important and, and life-saving change to keep those prices low um, at $35 a month. And one of the other things, too, is that when people are looking at this as being a overall inflation reduction act, and are there other things in there that are also going to help seniors when it comes to health care? Well, I think the one other piece in this bill that's going to be really helpful for older people who are between 50 and 64, those folks who don't yet qualify for Medicare, is a new extension of some help, financial help to get affordable health insurance coverage. That um, was a law that was passed a year ago that made those health plans really more affordable. They've extended that for three more years. And for people who are 50 to 64, they're paying three times as much for their health insurance as younger people are. So that's going to be a real benefit for them. It's going to mean that they're not going to see price hikes in their insurance uh, next year, which is going to be a real uh, a real benefit and real peace of mind. When we're also talking about that particular group, um, are there things that, and we'll maybe have time to get into the next group, but in that group before they get to Medicare, are there things that they can do in order to maybe cut back on some of the costs? Well, I think that um, older people in general are really good at uh, managing their costs and trying to keep prices low whenever they can. I think that the new health insurance policies that are that are that are included in this that will help people afford their health insurance get in some cases zero dollar health insurance. Um, I think that that's a real benefit. And so for folks who don't have insurance who are in that age range who think I I don't think I can afford insurance, I would urge them to check it out because uh, with this new policy in place, they may in fact be able to get health insurance at a much more affordable rate than they than they had in the past. And where would somebody go for that information? Well, you can go to our website, aarp.org slash rx. We have a ton of resources about the bill and how things um, go into effect. And, uh, and if you're looking specifically at how to uh, look at those insurance plans, you could go to healthcare.gov and get information there about how to, how to sign up for them. And then let's go to the other side, people who are eligible for Medicare. Are there any other things in there that are going to continue or increase benefits for those folks? The policies that I talked about in terms of the Medicare negotiation, the new inflation caps, the out-of-pocket caps at $2,000, 
um, and the insulin. Those are the key provisions that are in this bill that are going to support uh, people on Medicare, in addition to the free vaccines. There's also some help for low-income seniors um, who are who fall in between 135 and 150% of the poverty level. Um, there's been those folks, it's called Extra Help is the name of the program. Some of those folks have been getting some of that help. Uh, this is going to make that a little bit more generous and cover more people. But uh, that's a smaller provision that's in the bill, but it will help some of the seniors who are most in need uh, to afford their prescription drugs and get those without having to pay copays at all. Bill, I know when people hear about things like this changing and things like this happening, it can become very overwhelming. And that's why many people turn to AARP in order to get it boiled down so we can actually understand what it's all about and how it's going to help us. So could you once again let our listeners know where they can get more information on all of this? Absolutely. It's AARP.org slash rx we have all kinds of information the timelines what you need to know when things take effect uh, it's all there on our website excellent bill thank you so much always a pleasure to talk with the folks from aarp thank you paula again find out all the information at aarp.org thanks for listening to special edition a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.